One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. everyone it's me michael leg welcome to leg hall um sorry about the theme tune there's nothing i can do about the theme tune i hate the theme tune it's not the theme tune it's just a piece of music we've got there until we get the proper theme tune admittedly it's a very long piece of music i could edit it but you you and i both know that i you know i, I want to but uh, i can't be asked so there's nothing we can do about that hey but listen Welcome to another episode of Leg Hall. You'll never, you, I, I can't believe my luck. You know, when this hole opened up, I had no idea uh, who was going to fall into it. But I cannot believe that today my victim is the brilliant comedian and someone I genuinely admire and look up to, the fantastic Dane Baptiste. Dane, hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. And thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Humbled May to be on the podcast as a guest. Well, uh, now you will be taking those words back, won't you, by the end of this? And but we have them as a matter of historical record for now, and that's the good thing, mate. It's really nice to hear from you. I feel like I haven't seen you in a little while. I'm a big fan of your stand-up. I, I, um, I always leave seeing you um, annoyed with myself. That's not much of a compliment to you, I suppose. But I always feel like. Um, uh, I always feel happy that I'm quite a lazy person. 
until I see your stand up and I go, oh, it does. It does seem to be worthwhile to make the effort. Uh, you're a brilliantly funny guy. Really, uh, I like your political stuff, but I also like your quite silly stuff. So anyway, that's enough of the fawning. I that's not that. really. Yeah, thank, t- thank t- you very much. Please, t- please take it all. Um, I've got ten questions for you today, Dave Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of these ten questions, we're going to find out really who Dave Baptiste is because we're going to have a complete psychological profile or view. A view. Um, do you feel like you know who you are? I'd like to think so. I feel like I feel like I'm honest with myself about who I am. At the end right. of it, there's been times Christ. where you know I'm. Trying, what is that like? Um, it's okay. Highs and lows. Peaks sure. and troughs. Sure. I feel. I feel yeah. like I've. Um, that I mean, I probably set up complexes and put up maybe some barriers sometimes and certain yeah defensive barriers. But I think at the core, with enough introspection, mm-hmm. I normally get to the root of what might be causing any kind of issues and stuff. So I think I'm most honest with myself, if nothing else. Well, I think so. If you this isn't one of the questions. So if you bumped into yourself in real life, do you think you'd get on? Um, yeah, because um, I try to use empathy to preface most of my interactions with meeting new people. So I'm always mm. somebody where I'm like, this person is somebody of few words. And so I won't necessarily uh, pain them to be more loquacious. Or sometimes I'm like, yeah, I feel like this person really just needs to vent. And so maybe yeah. I can just be the, uh, the vessel that allows for that catharsis to happen. So yeah, I feel like I, we'd get on because like, if I caught myself on a day where I, like, I didn't feel like having a conversation, I'd like to think that mm. I was um, empathetic enough to pick up on it and just, you know, just be there without rather, rather Actually, than saying that, something. That is very true. You know, in that way, if I bumped into me, that, that way we would get on because there is many times when I don't really feel like having a conversation and I know that. So that is good to know. But I'll be honest with you, that you your answer is far more mature than how I feel about myself. I think if I met me, I'd fight me. <laughs> but but the good thing about that is I know I know I'd win because I know I'm shit at fighting. There you go, exactly. Uh, but, then, but then again, the other me it? would know that too. Yeah. There you go. But do you think do you think who do you think would start it? You or you? Definitely me. Yeah. Without Fair a enough. question of a day. I'd just take one look at me and go, no, I'm hitting him. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with these ten questions, Dane. These uh mm. we're gonna find out who you really are. <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, well, right. I'm, I'm going to write ill. Mild, mild asthmatic. Yeah, put that ill. Put okay. okay, that's that's in already. <laughs> Question number one, Dane Baptiste. Question number one. Do you like me? Yes. All right. Do, do you want yeah. to go any further than that? Yes, it's fine. Yeah, I, mean, um, I like you. I think uh, you're yeah. a nice person. I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I think I don't have particularly uh, complex criteria when it comes to liking somebody. And yeah. again, I, I always think it's, just, again, it's a question of empathy. And in all my encounters with you, you are uh, both professional and courteous. Um, I like your work as a comic, which is also can definitely help uh, improve your image as well. Although it doesn't necessarily mean that they, those things aren't always uh, oh, sure. synonymous yeah, yeah. to like someone yeah. and their art. But, um, so that's two for two. Um mm-hmm. And that's and really and truly, I guess I require that little for most people is just for someone to just display a courteousness and or consciousness and respect for sentient beings and be pleasant mm-hmm. in interactions. I don't really ask for more than that than people. And you know, as far right. as I'm aware, 
for what, as, as yeah. close as I've been to you, you, you have good hygiene. And that's all I really need from people. Oh, my God. My, I, I mean, thank you for that. I say my hygiene's 80%. I'd say my manners is, are 100% though. And, that, and that's you what know? counts as well, because you can be like, right. ever so sorry, I've just come from a jog, and so I might be perspiring somewhat. Yeah. Which, again, I think, you know, really does compensate for that 20% um, deficit in hygiene. So, okay, yeah. well, let me let me ask a sub question then within this. If I was to turn up to meet you and it was a bit smelly mm-hmm. and I said to you, this could completely ruin our relationship. And I said to you, oh, sorry about that. I've been jogging. Would you believe me? I would, because I think the fact that you are really? aware of your body odor. Okay. There's no reason, and, and I guess and I I don't really think it's naivety, but a lot of the time when people tell me stuff, because there's no advantage gained from lying, I tend to believe them or give them the benefit of the doubt, which you know has kind of worked mm. out badly. Some not really catastrophically, but badly sometimes. But it's like if someone says to me, "Hey, like you know, I got a twin brother or I got a girlfriend, and she lives in this country," because you know my perception of somebody mm. isn't going to change based on if these things weren't true, I tend to be like, "Okay, cool, fair enough." But I found out later that someone's been like, there was never a girlfriend. And I've been like, why did they lie? It's not like I was going to use that right. fact to determine how I viewed this person. Mm. Again, a, a really mature uh, and reasoned uh, response. But um, I'll be honest with you, Dane. The very fact that you would believe me when I said I was jogging, <laughs> I have written down appallingly naive. <laughs> I mean... Enough. I might even write fucking stupid. Uh, there you go. That's fair. I'll take. I'll take that. But I would. I would rather have that than be the guy that's like can't tell him anything without him downplaying it. Don't like to trample on people's spirits, mate. You know. You know how I feel about uh, people who tell you a lie. You, the person who believed them, you haven't done anything wrong. And yeah, isn't that a better feeling? Absolutely. That's a better feeling. Well, so what if they bullshit? I didn't do anything. It's fine. It's fine. And, and also, I, need- I think I look in, in the industry where you work in, I think it's a person who's obviously very inefficient in terms of the use of creative energy. Because all that stuff, you, all the energy you use coming up with that lie, could have probably written some mm-hmm. good material with that. So I don't really feel pity Shit. for somebody like that That's, rather than, yeah. Again, the maturity of you. It's, yeah, I'm writing mat- too mature. Too <laughs> fucking mature. Gee whiz. Right. Question number two, Dame Baptiste. I should say the first question I asked you is a, is a question I ask all of the guests. Uh, also, the last question is the question I ask all of the guests. But but we're now into the golden eight, Dane. These eight questions were written all especially for you. Nice. Dane Baptiste, question number two. What is the highest score you've got in any sport and don't bother telling me the sport because I've got no interest in sport. Fair enough. I feel like the, the one that stands out the most would have been, um, I think the score was, is that to be, is it, it, was, it was a team effort though. I was playing and... Uh, it oh, does, like, it really doesn't matter if you needed help. If you couldn't do it on your own, we don't judge you here. That's the thing with sports sometimes. So I feel I mean, like... that is literally the whole point of this podcast. We do yeah. judge you here. Yeah, but yeah, so get fully just judged. this once we're not going to. But if I'm going to be judged... Irrespective of what I say, I wanted to I want to give the full picture so the judgment is also sure. as accurate. So the mm-hmm. highest score I can recall. Oh, oh, actually, no, I do have a better example. I think I won a game of FIFA, and I think I won Whoa. it like ten uh, two, and it's particularly significant because I had to, we were doing random select just to uh, make it more exciting, and I ended up picking a team from the Belgian second division, 
and my friend mm-hmm. was, um, I think he was like Bayern Munich, um, which is a comparatively better team in stats and right. performance and players. Okay. And I worked out a, um, a hack for the game where you can lob the goalkeeper from the halfway line. Uh-huh. And so every time I got a uh, play that was free and unmarked and wasn't being tackled, I just basically, it, was, it started off as a Hail Mary because I was like, well, I might as well shoot from the halfway line because I can't beat any of his players for pace or power or accuracy mm-hmm. or dribbling. So, and then, yeah, was able to... So uh, you cheated? Well, I mean... I, found I mean, a that sounds like a cheat. I found a, I found a cheat code. I wouldn't say it's cheating because it wasn't like it's a deliberate advantage because the I, game kind of, you, you load your, your shots are kind of based on how much power you give them and accuracy and it, it so... I found kind of like I guess I found an algorithm rather than a cheat. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put down here. I, well, I'm gonna put this to you. Now, ten is a very high score in football. Keep in mind, I wanted to know the highest score you got in a sport. But say, for instance, you were playing snooker. I mean, that is not a great score, is it? Ten. That'd be terrible. I mean, to be honest, really with you, terrible. I don't know. I know so little about snooker. I just have to take your word for it. So right. Oh no, ten's low. Ten's. I mean, a ten's about as good as I can get, <coughs> but it is low. But with that in mind, then, uh, and in- including the cheating, I have to. I have to put down low-scoring cheat. Yeah. Uh, and also, I did ask you. Uh, you know it, what? Yeah, I didn't ask you to tell me the sport. I just said in any sport, and you chose FIFA. Which is not a sport, is it? It's... I mean, it's become more recently. It's become a sport like e games and gaming is considered mm-hmm. a sport. It's equally as lucrative nowadays. So yeah, but it's little computer games for the kiddies, isn't it? Little computer games for the kiddies. It used to be, but there's a lot of grown kiddies nowadays so, making make uh, a crazy put, penny. I'll put childish down. That's fair. Childish. childish is fair. Okay, Dane Baptiste. Question number three. This is very exciting. Um, question number three, Dane. If you could be in charge of GB News for one day, would you ring in sick? No, I would go in there and I would see how many fires I can cause in that building in one day. <laughs> I could call in sick, but what I could really yeah. do is go in there and let the fire begin. And you would phone in very healthy. I would phone in Come very on. healthy. I would even have it disseminated on, as a part of the news cycle that Dane Baptiste is habeas corpus and of sound mind and body. So therefore, when I began to take that place down, brick by brick, they wouldn't be yep. able to say, ignore him, he's just crazy. They'd be like, no, we have official confirmation that he was habeas corpus and a signed mm-hmm. affidavit sure. that proves that he was of sound mind and body when he began to release all of the information he did on the channel that day. I like the idea of you um, setting fire to it, but also taking it down brick by brick. I like the idea of you setting fire to every brick. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking completely figurative because what I would actually do is use that office space that 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 Mm -hmm. channel occupies. And I'd be like, this is now open to the homeless and vulnerable. Oh, my do you know what? I'm going to put... That was beautiful. I'm going to put down very kind arsonist. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh, have you been asked to be on it yet? Because, you know, the comedians are on it. It's a big gig now. I mean, I've been asked. I've been asked. I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. Uh, sure. I, I have to look into sure. it and see what it, what, what, how it will work out. But um, 
I haven't been asked. I don't know if you are surprised to hear that I haven't been asked yet. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised. But then, you know, that was before we were able to put this plan together. <gasps> yep, we'll say no more. We'll say no more. Dane Baptiste. Now, here's, uh, here's, here's a big question. You're a music fan, right? Yes. I mean, who doesn't like music, right? So, if all genres of music were members of a family, which genre would be which family member? And it's not, it, it sounds like a complex question. It's not, it's, I mean, like a fairly regular family, like, you know, mum, dad, mum's lover, brother, sister, sister's boyfriend, the dog, the dog's boyfriend, the car, and the Ocado delivery man. So it's a very simple family. Which put it this way, which um which genre of music do you think would make a good dad? That's a really good question. I think mm. uh good question. A good genre of music. Oh, for dad. I think dad would be um could be that could be metal maybe. Metal. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't expect that coming, but that's brilliant. Metal uh, as a I'm not a big heavy metal fan, but I'm uh, a medium heavy yeah. metal fan. Yeah. Hmm? I, and I feel like okay. that's, that's the thing is it's like the tonality of it can be really severe and it can sound so threatening, but then sure. if, you, if you listen there there's actually there's passion behind all of that. And yeah, and actually a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. A lot of fun. Yeah. Good. I'm accepted. I think I think it's like Trying to show behind this veneer of, of, of authoritativeness and aggression, mm-hmm. there's just a regular guy behind all of that. Who just of course, there is. hanging out with his friends, and he's just a bit silly, and you know, exactly, do any exactly that. Oh. Like when I I saw I saw the patrons of a of a metal concert, and mm-hmm. when if when they all came out, I saw them at the O2. When they all came out, I was kind of like, have I literally walked into a Nordic based white supremacist rally? But <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. Like, uh-huh. but, but actually, it was a bunch of resourceful men who were having like a kind of a quasar reunion with other like minded individuals. And what they had mm-hmm. done is they had made, they had been jurisprudent enough to be like, we should probably park our cars and walk up to the O2 so that once we, the concert's finished, we don't have to worry about the parking and driving out and all the congestion. Right. And that's like a, a mm-hmm. real dad thing to do, isn't it? Total dad thing to do. I think, I think you've nailed it. And you know, I do have a soft spot uh, for um, heavy metal. So although I totally understand your feeling, I do think it's the cuddly face of white supremacy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about mum? I think mum would be gospel. In that, oh, like, it's, right. it's, there's a... Uh, a there's preachy. A, there's preachy, there's a benevolence to it. There's a real mm-hmm. uh, a kind of sterilised... There's a real sterilised kind of aesthetic to it. And it's yeah, really there's hard lessons to, live, to be learned. Lessons to be learned, lessons. but it's really hard to live up to that same. It, it's hard to live up right. to it, though. That's the only thing is that like you can enjoy it, but it's like I can't do everything this says. It's just impossible. Yeah. I'm just a human yeah. being, and so yeah, yeah. I think once again nailed it, brother. Uh, brother would be, I think brother would be hip hop because it's uh, it's mm-hmm. considerably younger than the other genres. Um, does have right. a lot of potential as long as it can keep its focus away from more um, carnal occupations. Sure, sure, and a little bit cheeky, like yeah, yeah little, exactly, a little bit cheeky, very tongue in cheek. But then, and, but it does have the capacity for maturity as well. 
Love exactly. Yeah. There you go. Love you. As it gets older, you wouldn't be surprised if it gets really heavily into the jazz. Yeah. Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then it thought was a bit uh, funny, duddy at one point. Exactly, what about yeah. sister? Oh, sister. Um, sister is for me. Sister's like house and garage music. It's a. Uh, it's a lot more excitable. It's peppy. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, again, there's there's a, there's a lot more uh, pageantry to it, and um, there's there's similarities between that and hip hop, but there's also kind of like more of a melody and kind of a bit more yeah 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 something a bit more melodic and and something a bit softer in between bouts of like more harder and more aggressive stuff. So it has the capacity and, to it as well. And out of the, all the musical genres, I'd say that's the one that wants to go out most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, maybe that's leave one the fun. Yeah, one outdoor, and and even and also what's interesting about guys occasionally you do get some slight um, slight hints of gospel in there as well, right? Even though it denies it, you can definitely see the influence. Oh, oh, it's definitely there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all you know, uh, it's all about somewhat going to church, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> uh, once again, a very mature uh, answer. So I'm going to uh, put down. Um, nice. <laughs> so I di- I didn't expect that. I was exp- this doesn't normally happen on Lego. We don't. It's not really there for compliments. It's, it's there for character assassinations. You know that sort of thing. But you've been very uh, you've been very mature, which is really putting me on the fucking back foot. So um, I'm going to put annoying down as well. Annoying. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, annoying. Okay, question number something. Dane Baptiste. What things do you think you could do better than Harrison Ford? That's a really good question. Um, Brilliant question, isn't that? Really, Pretty proud of it. That's a really good question. Mm. I think that. Um, well, I, can't, um, I think I could probably uh, have maybe use more footwork in my fight choreography. Right. I think Harrison, uh, Harrison Ford is all upper body. You know, he is, isn't he? Yeah. These days, he is. These he days, is. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think at one point. I'm sure I've seen a few stomps and kicks. Like, he's probably kicked a few people into, like, down trap doors or down steps of a temple. He's done a few of those. Yeah. But I, just think I think that... he's more into tricking them now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's more outsmarting know. kind of... He's more of an outsmarting kind of guy now. Or, mm. like, he's like a guy that was shut someone's fingers in the door. I think he has to, he's more of a props guy now when it comes to, like, combat. But, you right. know, I think, so you're I think saying you... You're saying you could kick Harrison Ford? I mean, theoretically, I could definitely kick Harrison Ford. Whether I could bring myself to do the actual act might be a bit more difficult, depending Imagine, on what Harrison yeah. Ford I was meeting. Am I meeting Han Solo, Harrison Ford? Probably it'd be harder to do so. But if it was like what lies beneath Harrison Ford, I could share that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. But but then you have the rest of your life to go, oh, fucking hell, I've kicked Harrison Ford. Imagine that. Yeah, which is that's really tough to live with. That's not a good prize. No, no one's won that. So no, yeah, right no down. one's been known for that to be the, for being that guy. Hates Harrison Ford. Just write that down. Mm. Yeah, it's quite irrational, but you know, but it fits in. We're much better back. We're much more on track now with uh, Lake Hole. Yeah, good. Uh, I don't think there's much I could do uh, better than Harrison Ford. I'm probably, I'm probably better at binging telly than he is. I yeah. bet he gets grumpy about watching anything more than 10 minutes. 
He's okay, yeah, he, he probably would. He, he and he'd be like, uh, and I did. I read for this, and I didn't even want it. And then he says stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. He would definitely be that. But also, he'd go, "I'm gonna go and build a shed." You know? Oh, definitely. I, I think like, he, I that think wouldn't cross my mind. I, yeah, me. Either. And I think I think he'd have to deal with stuff like I feel like every time Disney Channel puts out more Star Wars stuff, he's just like, ugh. Mm. Because he knows someone's going to at him for no reason. He's like, I wasn't oh, even in this. I wasn't involved at all. I, I don't even appear in The Mandalorian. And people are like, yeah, but Harrison, why the... Blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, yeah. oh, forget this. And, I'm a and unfortunately, he can't even go, look, Han Solo's dead. Because they stupidly brought Han Solo back as a sort of ghost thing. Yeah, so he's and not he going anywhere And he like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, he, he's locked in. He can't go anywhere yeah. now. It's and, Star Wars. Yeah. It's the Star Wars Mafia. Every yeah. time you think you're out. Mm-hmm. Dame Baptiste, let's let's see how well travelled you are. How many foreign countries have you been sick in? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question, mate. Th- I tried my best with all these questions. No, it's Thank really you. Good. I, I think I've, I've only actually been sick in about four foreign countries. That's a lot. Yeah, that's I a mean, lot. Some yeah. some people don't leave the country, mate. Yeah, that's true. And yet they call themselves fucking patriots, and this is the only country they've been sick in? Well, no. this is it, exactly. Whereas I have planted my flag of nausea in mm-hmm. four countries, and those have been, if I, if memory serves me correctly, it might have actually been in three different continents too. Oh, um, I mean, amazing. Yeah. Uh, great. So where's the furthest away? Where's the, well, yeah, what's the, the longest journey you had to go to? To be sick. Um, it was a 24-hour trip to Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sick in Australia. Yeah. There you I'm go. S- oh, do you know what? I could do one better than that. I was sick in New Zealand. That's So there you go. That's that's as far away as I've ever been sick. Yeah. I think it's as far world. away as you can be sick. It's the land of the long puke stain, New Zealand, okay. as it's called. Okay. I'm going to put very ill because, I mean, yeah. so you were ill at the beginning, now very ill. Good answer, though, mate. Great answer. I like uh, that's one of the great things about our job is that you get to travel, not just around the UK, but, you know, it's to to gig uh, so often abroad. And the other good thing about our job is generally you get a load of free booze. So, you know, the chances of you vomiting somewhere abroad, pretty high. Yeah. And I feel like by vomiting there, I'm kind of giving back. You know, yeah. for all of the hospitality I'm shown, I'm like, let exactly. me, yeah, let me ingratiate myself to this culture, leave some DNA yeah. around. Who knows when that will come back in handy in the circle of life? Also, what else. you're saying, what you're saying to that country culturally, you're saying is, thank you for making me feel at home. Precisely, because you know, you you wouldn't just walk into a complete stranger's house and vomit, but because you feel so comfortable there, I felt it could. This is an act of diplomacy. I'm just yeah. like you, is what I'm telling people you, with that. You can, you can see now why all those years ago we had Boris Johnson as foreign secretary. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. You know. If anything, that man is perfect for that job, and we've been fools all this time. If anything, I would go so far as to say he's probably encouraged or been vomit-inducing everywhere mm. he's gone. Oh, there's, I mean, he'll never get lost because we'll find him. We'll just follow the line of puke. That's right. There he is. See? And a lot of people or, like, or, or train of semen from all of these kids he's that's, side. That was, that's, that's literally what I was going yeah. to say. It's just follow the breadcrumbs of vomit and cum. Yeah. Now, 
That's a terrible sentence. But there we have it, Dame <laughs> Baptiste. <laughs> Dame Baptiste. Hey, here's another question. Dame, when you're on a date, who pays? You, the date, or society as a whole? Um, I would say I pay, and I, I try to make uh, society also enjoy the meal as much as possible. I always ask for a doggy bag. Yeah. Um, because if I see somebody who might be hungry or maybe not try that particular cuisine, there's always the scope to offer it to them as well. And so I'd like to think that not, I'm not contributing to the waste uh, of, of contributing to, uh, to needless food waste. So, yeah. Also, your date's going to be impressed by that. Yeah. Although I, you... I have to say that, that, that the, that incentive actually came from a date that, you know, you should take food and. Rather than have it be thrown away, if you can give it to someone less fortunate, that was an idea I got from somebody else um, as a real demonstration of generosity. Jesus. So, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Well, actually, yeah. so the date who told me that she she is actually Jewish, so she is of the lineage. So yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's um, that's a hell of a thing because I think most people wouldn't think about that on a date because I think you're nervous enough on a date. So the very fact that you're thinking of uh, you're not. Firstly, you're clearly not thinking of yourself, are you? You're thinking globally of other people, which makes you um, like a appallingly do-goody, isn't it? So I'll just put fucking do-gooder, fucking do-gooder. Um, but great date advice, and also great advice uh, if you're a human being with any sort of pulse. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Thanks you know, for based, that. Based, and based on my dating record, I could end up being less fortunate and depending on the kindness of strangers giving me a meal on the way home. So I mean, I'll be honest with you, the only thing that I'm appalled at, and I'm and it sickens me to my stomach, Dane Baptiste, is that you haven't uh gone on this fictional date with a homeless person. So, you know, all that would have been nice to... That's true, but all, all to play for. But you know, also I don't always presume, like, I know that I can also be very emotionally needy. And that's the last thing a homeless person needs as well, is someone mm. constantly vying for validation from them when they've got their own stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but you found a great uh, loophole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed. I've already said that I look up to you now. You know, I'm a bit giddy. Here's another question, though, Dame Baptiste. Be honest. Are you ever tempted to run a kiosk? Oh, yes. Always. Me too. Always. Me too. Yeah. Just for a the day. Life, the, the life... Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I think once I got in there, I've, I've, I think a kiosk is my natural world. It's, it's very small. No one else can get in. Uh, and, you, you know, I think the world just walks by you. They might want something occasionally. But it's a very brief interaction. Uh, there's nice. uh, a kiosk. Is a kiosk near me? And I, I genuinely think, I'm not saying I'm in love with the man who works there, but, but I do. Uh, considering I've never had a proper conversation with, he's. I do love him. Like if I find out anything bad had happened to him, I'd be so upset because I see him nearly every day, and he sits there and he's reading classic novels. And he's, you know, he doesn't have to do anything other than sit in his kiosk, bettering himself. Yeah. You know, learn. And I'm like, what? I I have so much freedom in my life. Am I doing, am I picking up a book and learning anything? No, I'm fucking not. I'm pissing my life away. 
Actually, at my age, I'm shitting my life away. It's it's a disaster over here, Dave. But but either way, I, I really admire and dream of the idea of of working in a kiosk. I think it's great. I I I totally understand where you're coming from. Like there's the opportunity, constant opportunity to better yourself, and then having that <coughs> happen against the backdrop of mm. just a. Uh, human civilization and being being able to people watch as your consciousness elevates. I just think it's a great place to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm so happy to hear that you agree with this. Can I, can I, um, can I tell you a kiosk story that's very special to me? It's got a please do place don't leave heart. out any details, particularly right. what kind of chocolate selection is right there at the front of the kiosk. It's quite, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this now. It's quite a big kiosk. And it's outside Lewisham train station. It's quite a big kiosk. Oh, I know. So it's yeah, got, yeah. yeah, it's got it's got a selection. It's mm. got a strong selection. That's a good kiosk. But there's one. a guy that worked there for a while. I, I have double checked. He now no longer works there, which I'm very upset about. But I uh went there several times, you know, not not a one go, over a period of time. And I would just go up and go, Hello, Diet Coke, please. And he would give me a bottle of Diet Coke. I'd pay for it and go. That was it. And then one day I was walking a friend's dog. Okay. And I'm walking this friend's dog. As I often do, I walk, I walk dogs, mm-hmm. not for money because I f- find dogs charming. That's just what I do. Makes so sense. I look after, yeah, I look after. Some or, is it, or is it that dogs walk you? It sounds like. Who knows? Who kn- I have Who trouble knows? doing it on my own. That's for sure. So one day I'm with this dog and I go up to the kiosk and thing is, I thought to myself, do you know, I'm, of a fancy Diet Coke, but I'm going to get two because I might want one a bit later on, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. So I go up to the kiosk and I went, two Diet Cokes, please. And he just stares weirdly at the dog. And he goes, two. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And it took me a second to figure out what I think he was trying to figure out. He he had, He's seen me before several times going up to the kiosk going kind of a Diet Coke. But now I'm with someone. That someone is a dog. I've gone for two Diet Cokes and he surely there must have been something in his brain where he went, is he buying a Diet Coke for a dog? Anyway, I didn't think anything more of it. Put the Diet Coke in my uh, in my backpack and drank the other Diet Coke. There we go. Then I'd say a week later, I'm walking two dogs. I'm going towards the kiosk and I don't know, the little comedy pixie in my brain went, why don't I ask for three Diet Cokes <laughs> just to see what will happen? And I'm not kidding you. I went to the kiosk. I went, three Diet Cokes, please. And he looks over the kiosk and sees two dogs. And he went, three. And I'm like, yeah. And he gave me three Diet Cokes, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I just thought, ha ha, this is kind of funny. And put the other two Diet Cokes in my backpack, drank the other Diet Coke. I'd say two weeks later, I'm walking four dogs, right? I do this a lot. This isn't so weird. I do this a lot. And I thought, I'm actually dragging these dogs to the kiosk to see if I can, you know, get four Diet Cokes and see if he's... I just need a little squint from him. That's all I need, right? But I get to the I get to the kiosk and he just looks over and goes, uh, four Diet Cokes. And I go, oh, no, three Diet Cokes and a full fat Coke. Just thinking, well, you know... If he really does genuinely believe that I'm buying Diet Cokes for dogs, I want him to think at least one has a personality of their own. That, you know, they don't really like the Diet Coke stuff. 
Anyway, it's a very simple story. It's very dear to my heart. And to this day, I still don't know if he believes I was buying Diet Cokes for a dog or he's going off and telling people, this guy wants me to think he's buying Diet Cokes for his dogs. Or there's the alternate explanation where he's like, this poor guy, like, he obviously has a real serious <laughs> sugar deficiency or has adult, adult well, diabetes. And the only thing that keeps him happy are these therapy dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and they just keep showing up. The guy, he has no family. He's got a serious... Yep. Serious case of hyperglycemia. He's got really low blood sugar. Yeah. And the only thing I think he goes around going, stealing dogs because yeah, the numbers go up and up. That's it. And that's, and that's yeah. all he's got that keep him going is just hanging out with these dogs. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I, I'm going to put down... Uh, um, I don't mean you're pitiful. I mean you're full of pity. Yeah. Because I think you were very kind to me there. But I'm going to put full of pity. Thanks for that, mate. Um, yeah, you're right. It's made me feel a bit better okay here this is the final question of the golden eight so after this there's one more okay but this is the final question of the golden eight dane when you die what do you want people to say about you behind your back that's a good that's a really good question i like this one Mm. um Mm -hmm. i would like people to say this guy was really intense when it came to the things he cared about. But he gave you the shirt off your back. In fact, this is his shirt. I didn't give it back. So you want, like, um, you, is that why you would want an open casket funeral? Because, you know, so we can see you bare-chested? I thought about it, but then I thought I'd go for organ donation. And then people would be like, like he gave away his kidneys and lungs and stuff. Yeah. His Let's spine. give him some shirts. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd give him the shirt back, but what are we putting it on? Because he yeah. gave everything away. So, oh, that's true. So it's just a head. Well, I mean, you know, that's quite a small coffin then. So that's a money saver. There you go. And I would, I would, I'd want someone to be like, not only did he give me his last meal on the way home from a date, but I took yeah. this part of the coffin he said he didn't need, and now I've got my own bed. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's ideally what I'm going for. It's. <laughs> I really want people to bitch about me when I'm dead. I mean, I th- think they will anyway. Yeah, they will anyway. I think it. I think, it's, I think it sounds more celebratory. Yeah. Do you know? Makes you feel like you've done something with your life. That's true. I feel like no one's university loved or hated, and it means that you've you've been printed no. in one way or another. And also, it also it depends on who's doing it because I imagine. When GB News like begin to try and rebuild from like a shed, a garden shed, mm. with like a, yeah, sure, with a, t- with, a, with a with a with a phone camera, they're like, and on this day we remember when our right wing powerhouse was burnt to the ground because of the actions of insane Marxist cultural liberal <laughs> Baptiste, yeah. who was yeah. not okay. He wasn't okay. He must have been crazy, despite what mm. the fake news implies. Yeah, well, you know, being woke and being insane is the same thing. We know that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Dane Baptiste, I can't believe we've got to the very last question. Um, uh, But we have, so we just have to come to terms with that. And the last question is this, Dane Baptiste. What is leg hole? Leg hole? Mm -hmm. I'd say, I'll tell you... But I'd have to mm-hmm. kill you. 
That's fine. Yeah. And the first rule about leg hole is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can only discuss leg hole with other leg hole visitors. I I do think that. I think I think it has to be sort of a, a cross between, you know, a Mason's handshake and also, you know, when old VW Beetle drivers drive by one another and they go, ee, ee. Yeah. there has to be some sort of solemn yet stupid uh, noise, I think. Um, hmm. Yeah, so it's what you're saying is it's um it's quite a bleak club. It can it can be a bleak club, but I feel like right. it's 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 what you make of it though. So I'm gonna so it's some sort of horrible clan. Uh, I'll put down clan member. Okay, there we go. So that's that's a weird one to end on. I've got to say, Dame Baptiste, you were doing so well. But you know, uh, it was you, those were your words. Hey, in deal no deal. Sometimes you've got to take the gamble if the banker asks you. So why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Dame Baptiste, uh, you are nothing short of a fucking delight, my friend. I, I cannot wait to see you uh, perform stand up again very soon. Are you? Uh, what are you up to? Um, I'm going to I'm going to Dublin this weekend. I'm doing the uh, Paddy oh, Power that's nice. Paddy Power Festival, so it'll be with uh, okay. Foil Arms and Hog and uh, John Regan, to name a few. Any of the other? Have people. you been sick in Ireland before? I haven't yet, actually, but all to play for. Well, do you know what? Uh, as an Irish person, please feel free to use uh, my country any way that you wish. Dame Baptiste, the uh, psychological profile is now complete. Uh, we have found out a lot about you today, and here is who you are. Dame Baptiste, you are ill. You're appallingly naive. You're fucking stupid. You're too mature. You're a low-scoring cheat. You're childish. You're very kind as an arsonist. You're nice. You're annoying. You hate Harrison Ford. You're very ill. You're a fucking do-gooder. You're full of pity, and you're a shirtless clan member. Dame Baptiste, all those things are what makes you you. And that's why we love you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you to my beautiful guest, Dave <coughs> Baptiste. <And> everyone <coughs> applauds. Oh, Thank you. A, a massive round of coughing. Round of coughing, just being more ill. Um, I just, <laughs> you know, some, somebody has to talk about Harrison Ford. And I'm glad if this was the podcast I did it on. So thank you. I so mean, much, honestly, if it kicks off between you and Harrison Ford, it's good. A bit of publicity. You know, he's not going to be around forever. That's true. You know, and you'll be able to shake shake that off your back, no problem. And I want no problem. To, I want him to feel like he did something before it all ended. And so, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, Dane. Once again, so mature, a lovely guy. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you back here in the leg hole in a in an, in an amount of time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.